You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. If you're a craft beer fan, have we got the app for you. Tavor, it's the app for fans of craft brews and trying new and exciting labels. It's so cool. Snag the app from your iOS or Android app store, browse the current list of hard-to-find 100% independent beers, and add them to your personalized crate, or enroll in the subscription, and Tavor will handpick the highest-rated beers that suit your taste. There's no minimums or commitments, and if you're selecting the beers for yourself, you pay as you choose, and then request delivery whenever you're ready. Again, there's no monthly limit or minimum that you need to hit, and a flat rate shipping doesn't change with the size of your crate. As many beers as you want, same price to ship. Tavor posts a 100% independent community, over 650 featured breweries from 47 states, and over 7,000 beers tasted. That's nuts. Yeah, you can download Tavor today and try it for yourself. Just use the code NONPLUS at checkout for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Again, download Tavor, that's T-A-V-O-U-R, in your app store and use the code NONPLUS for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. I'll drink to that. And one for Mahler. I'll kick your ass, said Ira Glass. I can't do it. I can't do it. Not Ira Glass. <laughs> but I'll kick your ass, said Ira Glass. <laughs> I'll kick your ass, said Ira Glass. I need that as a button. I need that as a pin. Um... <laughs> Another episode of Non Plus to Gay Romp through the Disney Plus Vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. Over there is my husband Josh. And this is Non Plus to Mischief Media Podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, honey. Uh, hi, honey. We're um we're halfway through July. God bless it. Yeah. Um, we are uh, thriving in the Texas summer heat. Uh, and what better way to do that than with some fun summer merch from mischiefmerch.com? Yeah, there's Did you a like lot. that segue? It was, it was real Did you good. like that? That was that, good. That was uh, nice. Um, we've still got some Broadway Con is over now, but you can still get some of the summer in the city content collectible. Uh, what am I talking about? Merch. It's yeah. it's clothes and they've and got some yoga shorts that are super cute. Yoga shorts and tank yeah. tops and mugs and t-shirts. You could get your Lapone's pizza delivery stuff. All that and more, any MCU stuff, any non-plus stuff you get, use the code nonplus10. Yep. Uh, maybe you're going to get yourself some Ms. Captain Marvel slippies. Hell yeah. Maybe you're going to get yourself some, um, a, I don't know, some nonplus flip-flops or a water bottle or something. Nonplus10, get 10% off all of that uh, at mischiefmerch.com. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I mean, let's just, we may as well, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, as always, our research comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, and Rotten Tomatoes. Did we go to Box Office Mojo on this one? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. But hey, shout out to Box Office Mojo anyway. Yeah. Clancy, what did we cover this week? Well, we did First Kid. Yes. Noted Sinbad vehicle First Kid. Yeah. Came out August 30th, 1996. The year of our Lord. Just as I was beginning my seventh grade year. My God. I was in the prime demo for this movie, so it should say something that I never saw it until today. I don't know if it says something about the quality of the movie or the evidence of my sexuality at an early age. I was in second grade. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) See, you like to say it's only five years, but then you point shit out like that. (laughs) You know, the last five years, it's, yeah. It makes me, uh, I, I have to fight the urge to jet for gray pubes whenever you do stuff like that. It's a brisk gross. runtime of an hour and 41 minutes. Oh you my. did it. You brought us here. What do you mean I gross? Did. I did. I did that. An hour and 41 minutes. It seems twice this length. Oh my God, does it? Nothing happens in this movie, but Christ, it seems long. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by David M. Evans. And written by Tim Kelleher, who mostly has acting credits. Okay. I, I guess it kind of makes yeah, sense. It does a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. 
Anyway. And for the cast, we've got Sinbad as Sam Sims. Brock Pierce as Luke Davenport. James Naughton as the U.S. President Paul Davenport. Timothy Busfield as Agent Woods. Art LaFleur as Morton. Robert Guillaume as Wilkes. Lisa Eichhorn as the U.S. First Lady Linda Davenport. Blake Boyd as Dash. Vaughn Reed as Susan Lawrence. Aaron Willoughby as Katie Warren. Zachary Ty Bryan as Rob MacArthur. Bill Cobbs as Speet. Tomas Arana as Harold. Sonny Bono in a cameo appearance as himself. Bill Clinton in cameo appearance as himself. <laughs> and this was the only time a U.S. president has ever been portrayed in a feature film while he was in office. Oh, interesting. Yeah. As I said, I hadn't seen this film. Uh, had you? I'm pretty sure I've seen this because uh, it felt like a fever dream. And yeah, it's uh, it's not great. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not great. It's not. Uh, I mean... I don't know how many hearts will break by saying that, but judging by the critics and viewer scores, it's not many. No, not many at all. But let's let's just get through this. Let's get through it. Here we go. Sam Sims is a Secret Service agent assigned by his superior Wilkes to protect President Davenport's rebellious 13-year-old son, Luke. After Luke's behavior causes another agent, Woods, to be replaced from mistreating Luke in front of media cameras. Sim sees this assignment as undesirable, but a possible stepping stone to protecting the president directly. He fails to connect with the boy at first, and Luke continues to misbehave. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that happens. Again, this movie is so short for how much they cram into all of these little vignettes really of slapstick is. comedy. It's such a weird encapsulation of family-friendly 90s comedy movies. And it's just so haphazardly put together. Well, and this is another one where, much like I, I feel like in Blank Check, where the main kid who is supposedly who the audience is mostly supposed to connect with in some way, yeah. shape, or form, he's a fucking dick. I, I don't see myself as a child watching this and being like, yeah, I connect with this kid. Does it look like it gets bad enough for uh, Danny Concanon from the Washington Post to want to kill the kid? Um, it's the guy who played Woods. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I got he, it. He returns to the West Wing uh, three years after this. Oh, really? Uh, on the West Wing. Got it. So it's not a real thing. It's a fictional thing. It's a fictional thing, but it's funny that it's this guy. Yes. It's another one of those things where I'm making a loose connection to something that I like talking about to yeah. avoid talking about the thing that we're <laughs> doing <laughs> sure. for the show. And we need to keep these this on the rails. I guess. Because so. there really is a lot to talk about. There really is. Um, I, I mean, even as we're going into the intro, I, I wondered, and I, I haven't looked it up, because why would I bother? But do the president's kids get their own seals? Because the quote-unquote presidential seal at the beginning said the son of the president of the United States of America. I don't think so it's it's weird right it does seem weird and even i mean in this intro the fly this flyover dc makes it look about as breathable as la is I mean, like it's so hazy and it really doesn't make washington look good at all well, and it, famously it was built on a swamp or so we're, we're meant to believe i've never been I, I've never you've been never either. been i've never been either but i've seen it in many pictures sure and it doesn't look like that normally i no. i mean our last film national treasure dc looked downright beautiful at night absolutely um but here not, coming not out of the like dawn a- it looked like it the epa hadn't been implemented yet <laughs> oh god and can we talk about this font that you can't it's like read a, it's like a chalk font it's a chalk font that is super illegible it's very reminiscent of problem child i don't know what that is oh they're not on a platform but it was another like quirky goofy bad kid comedy but there were th- oh. there was it was a series and actually our star brock pierce yeah was in problem child three Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, amongst other things. There's a lot more. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm not, not going to talk about no, it, we, Bro- Brock Pierce right we now. We don't need to get there. But, but we have um, a time later. It, we've got Sinbad. You, they've got the donut gag, which is apparently a staple of Sinbad films. Yeah. So he's done this like in, uh, what was it? Uh, Jingle All the Way, the same, pretending to to say that it's there's a bomb in the donuts they're basically shaking down for free donuts exactly well there's this moment where dash his partner references a specific kind of donut be careful get that big bear tongue. don't use your hands man use that tongue where you from now hurry up i'll be on a timer and get those little peanut clusters could be a peanut bomb 
and get the little candy sprinkles. They love to use that. The enemy's real gift of candy thing. Sir, can we check a Frosty Long John, please? I don't think so, Agent Dash. And I, I don't, is the Frosty Long John a real thing or is it just my stage name? Oh my God, I didn't hear that. The Frosty <laughs> Long John. Because that's when you were like, oh, this is a gag in every Sinbad movie. And I was like, the Frosty Long John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a gag in every Sinbad movie? Oh my God. We're introduced to Luke, who is absolute trash. He's a fucking brat. He really is. Not at all likable. No, not at all. And and so current handler, what's his name? Woods. Rob Woods mm. is Fed up. immediately. My first note here was like, I would just quit if I was in charge of that kid. Like, I'd right. literally just leave. I'd Ask be like, for reassignment. No, not going to do this. Presumably he's been with the Secret Service for a while. Maybe he's got his pension already. Sure. Go be private security for somebody. Absolutely. Where you don't have to deal with kids. But also, I wouldn't have let myself get to that point. I wouldn't then grab the kid forcefully sure. in front of cameras, you fucking idiot. Never mind. Why is there a full press Can we talk about that? Following them to the this little Lord Fauntleroy store. No. This doesn't happen. I mean, maybe it did. Look, the Bush girls were wild when they were in college. They used to be all over the news for their shenanigans. For paparazzi they, but no well, more than once those girls got picked up at the chewies over off of barton springs <laughs> for trying to use a fake id to get margaritas holy shit but they were in college they yeah. weren't 13 year olds right furthermore is this a, an actual child's ass that we see mooning when did yeah. mooning who i feel like this was the last dying breath of seeing people's ass as a joke on film because the concept of mooning just isn't funny anymore yeah unless it's unexpected and unless it's adult, like I felt awkward seeing those pearly white hams sticking out of the curtains. I don't want him guarding my son anymore. You get me an agent who can deal with the child. Unbelievable. Thank basically saw and then would it actually be on the news everybody's talking about seeing his ass on the news yes exactly it's it's so it's so weird and gross if i had seen this when i was 13 i probably would have had thoughts and feelings about it this is the other thing i know i've seen this movie i don't remember this happening i feel like i would have remembered a butt you know what I mean? Maybe you only ever saw it on TV and it got cut. <gasps> That's exactly what it is. Because I can't imagine this would have actually aired. Yeah. Again, the idea that there's this press junket around. So it's a valid <sighs> news beat. Back to school is a valid news beat. I it don't is. understand the the press coverage of it. No one at that level would be going to the store themselves to go to buy things. It's just such a weird thing. But again, I, I don't I don't know. You don't because you were a child. I don't know how, like, what... Again, I've got the context of the Bush girls because I'm old enough to remember. Absolutely. I mean, was that a thing that happened? Did yeah. they Did they have, like, the Bush girls go to the mall? Yes. Like, I, just like Obama's kids were frequently in the news. It's the full fucking press gaggle that looks like, in and of itself, it's a press event. We're spending way too much time on this, by the way. <laughs> spending way too much time. Oh, my God. Anyway, Sinbad steps in to tell you about the dangers of having pasty white ass. Basically. And blocks... Uh, the kid's butt and <laughs> then he gets a promotion for showing initiative, initiative? <laughs> I guess it, I mean that's that's all I can think of so they let go of that woods guy Benson gets called a D-sack what's a D-sack yeah I don't know I mean moving on from this in Luke's room where he's uh surfing teen net yes he's <laughs> on the kid internet the kid. Uh, which is what he references it as Gosh, it just opens all the wrong doors, doesn't it? It really does. Then he goes into the snake chat, which is wild. Snake chat's wild. It's all fucking wild. It's got its own weird overlay. Yeah. Which I feel like kid-themed chat rooms definitely had, but not necessarily like this. I'm I, remembering I'm remembering AOL 3.0 yeah, specifically. Yeah. With its interesting, like, it's kid, it's the the kids clubhouse kind of yeah there there was a segmented portion off that you mm. could like have kids go to to talk to other strangers and of course it was still... always 100 other children as we learned in this film <laughs> yes My and God. that was the first thing i was like i hate catfishing why are we doing this yeah if you're even a little bit of a nerd you get that it's catfishing because the other screen name is mongoose and his is viper yeah and famously the mongoose and mongoose mongoose mongooses mongoids in general, <laughs> the mongoosery, the mongoosery of it all. 
Um, yeah, it's catfishing um, with a pol- potential molestation attempt in a snake chat. I yeah. was having flashbacks <laughs> to getting asked for pictures of my feet in the Houston M for M chat oh. room. Why are you? <laughs> That's so nice. It's not a cute story. <laughs> I shouldn't have been on the internet so young. Oh. oh, honestly, there was no stopping me. My ass hauled a compact two in one PC. And by two in one, I mean the monitors part of the PC. And it's all one thing. Yep. I used to haul that thing into the kitchen just to plug into the dial up to play EverQuest at 2 a.m. Yes. I was that. I was that bitch. You weren't (laughs) keeping me off the Internet. I mean, it's how you you mean the cyberspace, the cyberspace. You weren't (laughs) keeping me off the cyberspace at all. I also have the note here. Remember when people use punctuation on the Internet? Oh, yeah. Because everything in the (laughs) chat room is so clear and easy to read. And what's more, (laughs) in case you couldn't read it or in case you weren't in an accessible screening, He's going to murmur all of his lines that he's typing. Oh, yeah. So that you can hear it all. Right. One is 12. I have Viper Cool Screening. How old are you? 13 and a half. 21 if you're an older girl. Absolutely. Everything. Every, I mean, I, I sometimes type like that, but like it, not with every single message and a- like every line of every message. Yes. Every line of every message. Reading it out. Yeah. And when he's in this chat room. Yeah. He's in his gym jams. Yep. Sims comes in in his gym jams. Yep. Looks like everybody's going to bed. Yes. Smash cut two. He's back in his earlier clothes with his eye chart tie. P.S. Uh-huh. I love that he gets red for his Sinbad-esque fashion because that was a staple of his. <laughs> yes. But he gets red in a non-racist way. It gets He gets referred to as looking like he took his tie off a dead clown. Yes. Um, you know, I, I like it's, that it's objectively you're wearing weird shit, not right. you're being a loud black man, which is the other modern criticism that no, Sinbad no, no. would get. It's, it's yes, you are wearing nonsense is what this is and it's also just so sin i love it it I is love it. it's so... but to that point suddenly he's back in his earlier clothes yeah so he's changed into his pjs and then back into his work clothes with his eye chart tie to go to what looks like a bennigan's yeah somewhere in dc we're literally all of the secret service are just getting smashed just, just, uh, yeah that's if just it was what just happens. bedtime and yeah. this is the same night how late are all of these people working or not how even his boss, even fucking Benson's out here. I mean, drinking. You're, you're glossing over the fact that he changed Did into pajamas. Did I gloss? And then I feel like I got <laughs> no, real frustrated no, about it. You did. Why did they? Was there an, was there a different cut to this movie that we didn't see? Because there's these weird release un, the Sinbad cut. Because there are these weird camera movements that are unmotivated. Oh yeah. Maybe Things just in the out. editing room, they know. were having a who can who can snort the most blow contest. I, mean, I guess it was 96. Oh. Um, and clearly this was all put together outside of Sinbad's uh, what I'm sure was a producing credit. Now I need to feel like I need to check myself. Yeah. But out, outside of Sinbad's influence on this, clearly a bunch of white men approved this um, again. Little boy, butt, um mild sexualization of teenagers. Yeah. White men in comedy put this on. <laughs> so yeah, Sinbad was definitely EP, but I guarantee everybody else in the room making decisions was white people. Yeah. Which is why it feels like an odd kind of one man, three stooges, especially as we go into this I mean. black tie dinner. There's again, he's getting red for his fashion by his boss mm-hmm. with that fucking loud ass tie. Sam's, what is that? What's that? That. <laughs> Very funny, sir. This is a black tie affair. Sir. I know, sir. I got a cover. I'm black. Wearing a tie. Don't go there. Sorry, sir. Can I ask you a question? No, but you're gonna. Is the agency jealous of my style? We are. I'm serious. I mean, why can't I have my clothes fit my personality? Bright, bold, colorful. I'm a good agent. I think it's time for the agency to change, sir. You're right. Change into this. That is a classic Sinbad line, and I fucking love it. I laughed. It's one of the only times I laughed in this movie. And I remember I I wrote it down. I was like, this is where Josh laughed. And like, that's... It's just nonsense. No, it's yes. so 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 dumb. It is just like with that snake in it? his bedroom. Yes, which was that a real snake? He was manhandling that. No, the, that that snake was real. That clearly just wanted to get back in its tank. He just wanted to go back. Peter like, must have had be, a shit fit. I mean, for real. 
And then the fact that Sam did not need to go into this black tie party Mm -mm. because the kid was forced to be outside. Right. You could have stayed there. The snake thing would have happened. You'd be like, well, I was guarding the kid. And that woman would have just, it wouldn't have been the operatic fear of a black man looking up your skirt while choking a snake. Don't you bite me. Lady. Don't scream. What's going on? Poison, sir. It didn't Awful. need to be that. It could have just been this woman's getting attacked by a snake, at which point she it probably would have been a much more gruesome scene. Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah, and then like we don't see how, but the salad bars all over the place. The salad bar and all over Sinbad like, it's gets like they, launched. It's like they loaded them into those confetti cannons yeah. and just blue iceberg salad. and tomatoes into behind. The earth. Yeah, but and it's- <laughs> he comes out looking like seriously the worst of '90s slapstick. I dumped <laughs> yeah. the the buffet at Poncho's all over him. So awful. both the salad bar side and the frozen yogurt side, and then for some reason. The cake was delayed by five seconds. Well, no, I think the idea is that the cake was stuck to the roof. Oh, and then until just it wasn't. sort of fell onto the yeah. ground. Got yeah. it as a little, you know. The slide. only okay. other that note sense. that I had about this section, because um, we didn't really talk too much about him going to school for the first time, but it's a big deal. Yeah. Him being in high school for the first time. Yeah. I get there being news coverage of that. Sure. But <laughs> we get the teacher talking about. We've got a new student and everybody recognizes him. And it cuts to Zachary Ty Bryant, who plays the bully Rob, who's literally more famous than the kids starring in this film. Yes. I was like, oh. It's so funny because the idea that it's almost meta, that they're making their own joke, that the bigger star is the kid who plays the bully. Yeah. Then we cut to the obvious love interest that's going to happen, which yes. I believe is Katie. But she looking like a fucking Russian plant. Like, this is... <laughs> Like that's, I feel like yeah, not not knowing what this movie is about really going in, and I you're not hoping. sure why it matters that it's the president's kid. That yeah, maybe it's maybe that the Russian spies are trying to get to the president. I would have loved through their hormonal I teenage loved son that yeah, not this would have been a good angle. Yeah, not this fucking online like predator. Like that's what this is like a, a fucking PSA. Sure, or you know, don't do things on ten the internet. years before this when like teen comedies were super horny in the 80s that would have been the premise but by the time we got around to the 90s everybody was afraid of sex again both because of aids and also the early rise of neo-christian fascism but i digress um uh do we have anything else for section one because we're almost at a half hour and we haven't okay great after luke gets beat up by the school bully his parents punish him for the fight even though he didn't start it Because of the re-election, they can't risk Luke going out in public for a month while his parents are on the campaign trail. Sims feels sorry for him. He had felt alone as a teenager, too, losing his father in Vietnam while his mother worked two to three jobs to financially support him. And they become friends. Sims, a former boxer, agrees to sneak Luke out against the wishes of his parents to teach him how to fight. (sighs) Okay, real quick. I didn't hear the part where his father went was died in Vietnam and his mom was working two to three jobs. I don't remember where that came from at all. Well, it's when they were in the weird storage facility sex hole that hides behind the bookcase (laughs) of the teenager presidential teenagers room. Well, hold on. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, first we got to talk about this whole bully, how literally everyone at this school (laughs) failed these children because clearly a fight was happening for like a good five minutes. Yes. And no one, I would argue it's not necessarily the secret service agent's job to get in there, but literally any of the other teachers, administrators, whomever, who should be paying attention to these very rich, very rich white children Mm -hmm. um, whose parents are paying a lot of money for them to be at this school. Like, I don't think it's necessarily Sims's fault or problem that that this little jackass got what was coming to him. Dad, the draft dodger, right? First kid. <laughs> come on, come on. 
He slaps like my sister. And the other part of this too is like when Sinbad is like standing there, like he's like so he's he's gonna stand back while that while that happens, yeah, or whatever, and give him the space. That there's a camera crew that's trying to also film Luke at school. Right. This is illegal. Well, you I've, can't. You you have to have consent from the parents in order to have your children be filmed while on school property. Unless you're a public figure, which Luke technically is. But then the other kids there, that's the other problem is that, but there's still those other kids there. And like, you're not going to have fucking effectively paparazzi just sitting there waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Like, uh, it just, it doesn't, it, that it, it's just gross. It's almost like they were waiting to see more kids ass. Oh, How about that? That's what makes it that? even grosser. <laughs> oh my God. Meanwhile, nobody can actually hear anybody talking at this lunch. <laughs> Everybody's just kind of quietly murmuring and. It's like if there was a fight scene on an NPR podcast. Everything was just very quiet. And what did you say to me? Your president's son, your dad's a draft dodger. And yes, I'm a politically aware enough teenager to know what it would mean to call the president a draft dodger. Next up on Jazz on Jazz. Like, it's just so... I don't condone violence, but I agree that Luke got what he deserved. Absolutely. fucking lutely. Meanwhile, the school nurse didn't even clean the fucking wound. No, nothing. Here's an ice pack, kid. Yeah. Go, go get back Here's in your some limo. frozen peas. I mean, it's like <laughs> <laughs> just awful. Why don't we slap a slab of steak on there, kid? That's, I mean, okay. Basically. I mean, I think the guy who directed this also did Sandlot as well. He did. Yeah. Which also has putting a steak on your face. It was more endearing mm-hmm. in Sandlot. You, but that's the thing is you compare this movie to Sandlot, and obviously that was David M. The peak of David M. Evans' career three years prior, which is weird because he seems like he's so much more competent in the Sandlot yeah. than he does here. Well, I mean, this was followed by Beethoven's third and fourth, and then <laughs> National Lampoon's Barely Legal. So uh, he's had a few swim lanes. Bless him. When you think about it. Um, oh but yeah, this, this, this servant's entrance, whatever this is, where all these trunks yeah. are written, but also presidential kids have graffitied. Like I said, there's got to be another entrance. There's no way they hauled all that shit in there through the kids' bookcase room. No, not at all. And I, Granted, I, not all presidents had, I think, kids who lived in the White House. Yeah. I think we're meant to be like, I, Chelsea Clinton's name was up there. I think there were a couple others. There was a Reagan. There's a sight get. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, point is, this is where Luke goes to cry. Yes. On this couch that's just there that they've made this little like getaway hole, which I mean, everybody seems to also know about. Sure. And so I mean, you can guarantee at least one Kennedy slipped it to somebody. Oh, yeah. Marilyn Monroe or some other starlet (laughs) on top of those steamer trunks. And also what this kid has it so fucking good. I don't feel bad for him. I at don't all. identify he with has this. everything. No, exactly. This 13 year old dick bag who literally can have whatever the fuck he wants and is the most powerful child, arguably the most powerful child in the free world. I, mean, I, ju- I, I've got no, it, it doesn't make, why any, do I care? It doesn't make any sense. No damn sense. It doesn't make and any he's sense. He's a dick. I mean, the secret service in this, it really doesn't make the secret service look like a very good agency. Like this no. is a really, really terrible. Slapstick. Like they look like they are inept at their yes, job. It's truly uh, a comedy of errors at the secret service. And honestly, this is where I had the note that the film is starting to feel like the source of those 30 rock jokes about Tracy Jordan doing the films where he's like the old black mentor to the young white kid. <laughs> because like all black actors, I have a lot of experience playing a wise black fellow who gets reluctant white people to do things. Well, I'm just an old fool, of course, and I don't know much about politics or the like. But I do know America is kind of like this here crab apple tree. John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Point is, is it seems like a very particular niche of comedy. Yeah. Such that it tropified. I just feel like we're scraping the barrel with it here. We really, really are. And 
the sort of lowbrow computer nonsense that happens with the fucking kid internet. Well, even that ends up being a, a rehashed Ferris Bueller joke. How many times have we seen that exact trope <laughs> I mean, in movies for this podcast about yeah. like, oh, someone's not in their room, but it sounds like they are. We're tricking them. Right. With the fucking computer program or, or something. whatever yeah. or a tape. They do it on the, the, the office. Snake then starts triggering. That's later, though. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Again. It just really goes to show that everyone in this is just kind of stupid. Mm. I'm not rooting for anyone in this movie. No. And I thought I would root for Sinbad a little bit. He doesn't. I mean, he's succeeding. He doesn't really need it. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not doing anything wrong. He just has everyone around around him as a dick. And he's just kind of fun and loosey good. Like he's. Yeah. He's not as buttoned up as other Secret Service agents. No, and even Dash, the other Secret Service yeah. agent that's the driver or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. he rightfully makes the correct decision and is like, wait, this is, you need to, we need to absolutely turn around and go back. You are fired. Like he tries to seize command. Yeah. I hate to be you when Luke tells the president it was your idea. It was not my idea, and Luke would never lie. Luke? We didn't want to go, Dad. Dash made us go. It was Dash's idea. You guys suck. We suck. Did you hear that, Luke? We suck. We suck. All right. We suck. Let's make a sucky left turn here. The two work together. The the Luke and Sims work together to blackmail him. That's what you're going to give it up? Like, you're going to throw away all of your protocol for? They're clearly doing something wrong. Right. And also the fact that there would be a visitor that the Secret Service would not know about in the White House is also a huge red flag. Also, the way that they dress that kid, he just looked like 90s street (laughs) trade with that. Shaggy ass wig in the bucket hat and the plaid. Even when he gets his uh, proto air tag with the, you know, African (laughs) looking peace symbol with the yellow and the black and the green. It's very it's a very Rasta peace sign. Is it? That has a tracker in it. I also want to like through the movie, his necklace gets another like piece on it, like a little gold piece or something later on. That's never explained, which again leads me to believe that there is more to this movie that they've cut out. It seems like there's another movie here, but they just decided to cut out all those bits and then tack on the thing at the end. Or maybe there was just a lot more and they kind of gutted it for time. I guess. Because we when we do finally get to this boxing gym, you yeah. know, and Sims is like, this was where I learned to fight. Um, <laughs> and he tells Luke to blend in. How is that alabaster skinned white boy gonna blend in in that gym? Yeah, no. They've got him dressed like backup dancer, like a backup dancer for crisscross. But also, how many days did they do this? Like, is are we meant to believe? I don't know how much time is supposed to have passed because the montage doesn't really have any. I mean, other than paying off at the end in the in in that uh, dance fight, the there's really the whole thing happens within a month. We do know that. Okay, because that time frame is set. But I guess, I mean, maybe this was like a week or two of going to the gym or whatever. Not going to become that great a boxer. No, not not like that. And the fact that they kept coming home late and then they had to like make a ruse. I was just up at your room, and you told me you were sleeping. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, what are you doing out here? Well, sir, uh, he was walking sleepwalking. Oh, he was oh. sleepwalking the dog. I didn't want to mention it until I talked to his parents, but obviously the boy gets out of sleep and he walks his dog. Speaking of the devil, Brandy, here you go. Why not come home when the when the sun is fucking up? Like, wh- right. you go out, which, which looks like midday. Yeah. You're not taking him there after school, or maybe that's what's happening? I don't Even know. Even if he's taking him there after school, why is he getting back so late that it's a problem for the Secret Service? Absolutely. And the Secret Service seeing well, that and they leave gone the so often? Well, and that he's going to be, you know, sleeping in bed or sick or whatever the, the kid internet tool is telling. The kid internet There's tools. Just, uh, it's it's really really frustrating. We I know nothing ch- about boxing, but why are Sims's gloves so small? <laughs> they were comically small, right? Yeah, like it, everybody else has these giant the big fucking gloves ones. on. Yeah, and then he comes in with 
it made him look like he has tiny hands. Yeah. He's like, he's got little baby hands. And then knocks that guy out of the frame. Literally out of the frame. <laughs> and, and you know, I was 13 when this came out. I couldn't have been more on the Target demo. And I was even a white kid who loves Sinbad. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's a reason I never saw it before today. Like, who is this for? Yeah. Moneyed white kids who get bullied by other moneyed white kids. It's wild. Finally, they can be seen in film. I just don't. Who is this movie for? I don't know who this is for. I don't even know if it's for necessarily like adult Sinbad fans at the time. No, not even. Because I... I, I, I I, I don't know. This is just Disney wanted to make a movie with Sinbad is what this feels like. Yeah. Let's keep going. Luke agonizes over asking the cutest girl, Katie, to the school dance, which he finally does successfully with Sims's help. While getting ready for the dance itself, Morton tells them that they can't go due to an emergency lockdown because of a suspicious duffel bag left unattended on the sidewalk. Sims, breaking the rules, takes Luke to the dance. Rob tries to attack Luke again while Sims is distracted, but this time, Luke puts him down. Secret service agents bust the school dance and retrieve Luke. Sims is fired and not allowed to speak to Luke, who is crushed that his friend has apparently abandoned him. So we get all this cutesy teen flirty stuff. Yeah. It starts at the at the lunch where uh, Sims says he's testing Luke's food for poison. And Luke asks him, What are you doing? I'm doing my job. I'm trying to keep you alive. Testing the food. Why do you always test my cookies? <laughs> I think I need some milk. <laughs> and this sounds like the gayest. <laughs> Talking about street trade. Why you got to test my cookies? <laughs> like, it sounds like. Luke is flirting with Sinbad. And I guess that's just my read on it, <laughs> but I'm going to start using it as a line myself. Absolutely. I, if for nothing else to try to get free drinks, who wants to test my cookies? Get me a whiskey sour and you could test my cookies. And then looks over at Katie and gives the most creepy line in the entire movie. I gotta get some milk. I think <laughs> I need way, some milk. While he is looking at this, like, he, the elementary input, school girl the idea is that he is trying to find a way to excuse himself so that she can sit there but oh, yes no. an adult man looking at a young girl and referencing milk maybe saying something to drink or a napkin or i need to use the bathroom something anything or be like hey she's checking you out good luck and then dips out something that would have it just it seemed who wrote this it's just a middle-aged white guy who was normally an actor. Oh, yeah, inappropriate. Yeah, we well, yeah, totally quite quite. I'm, that said, if they were going for realism in this conversation between these kids, they nailed it. That was the most boring, sexless courtship <laughs> I'd ever seen <laughs> on film. No, it absolutely they, was. They all but talked about the weather. <laughs> it was so asinine. It was it was dry as toast. It was. I, I mean, it, I, I just it was so awkward. It was yeah. so, so bad. And they're uh, talking about it back when they're at home, supposedly over video games. But then as they pull that shot out, there is nary a cartridge in that Sega Genesis. Nope. Not a single cartridge. Nothing. I looked at it. And you, what kind of a 13 year old is Brock Pierce as he's playing Luke that he doesn't point out and go, actually, can we, sorry, I don't mean to be that guy. There's nothing in the Genesis. There has to be a cartridge in the yeah. console. Because, like, everybody on that set was just like, oh, my kids, this is what yeah, my kids do. and we'll do. get to this later, but, like, he was real into EverQuest and shit like that, like, after this. So, like... Who? It, Brock. Oh. So, he right. played video games. So, yes. absolutely, you were right. Yes. So, they continue sneaking out. They're talking about... Sims is like, well, well let's go ahead and get you to this birthday party that they don't... We're going to dress you like, you know, Tignataro and take you out to the roller rink. Yeah. Again, um, where you won't, you're not actually going to participate in the party at all. No, he was fucking a creeper it's around a, the entire thing. You're going to be in a creeper. I'm going to abduct the pizza mascot at this roller rink and where take, did he go? take his outfit. And we're both going to creep around this party, which is going to lead by to my physical assault by teenagers. Yeah. I face dive into a cake that is far too big and that explodes. <laughs> Uh, conspicuously like the salad bar does. The product placement in this movie is fucking 
out of control. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's pretty spot on for the 90s when you think about it. I mean, yeah, but so much Coke references. Domino's. Like, yeah. McDonald's. Even the fucking Sega Genesis prominently put up there without a game in it. Not for nothing, Wayne's World was four years before this. Yeah. And so, like, it was already being pointed out. Wayne's World has, mul- even the sequel, has that whole fucking sequence of <laughs> full-on product placements. Yes. Yeah, it's it's very it's very indicative of films of the day. Yeah, it just so was, is, it's just funny that how blatant it was. That was just like drink Coke, kids. Cokes, you want Coke? That's what you want. You know what else is blatant? Hmm. Uh, that a man wrote this because of these stilted ass lines between these girls. Oh, Katie, you know that guy in chemistry with the really bad acne? Well, he's going out with Linda. <laughs> Great party, Katie. You're so popular. Yeah, but didn't you invite Liz Davenport? Yeah, I guess he couldn't make it. Couple, couples only. Holy shit, it was cringe. You're so popular, Katie. <laughs> no, no, why did you? It? it was the it was the Teen Girl Squad basically it playing was. out. It was so weird on the roller rink, and then when you know Pizza Man smashes into the cake, it was just all upset. That's it. You know, I would have eaten that cake off that wall if it had landed right by my face like it did to Luke. So I'd have been like, I know. Blip. L- Luke, blip. Luke blip. ate it. I was just like, well, at least he got some cake. Blip. Because I look, I am the shape I am in today because of fucking buttercream frosting like yeah. that. Because you know what? Eventually, my mom stopped buying cakes and would just get that shit from the uh, cookie place, American Cookie Company or whatever. Great yeah. American Cookie. You still got that thick ass buttercream frosting, but now it's over a thinner layer oh, yeah. of more dense and compact sugar, butter, <laughs> chocolate, etc. Oh, and that's why my ass is as fat as it is today. Thank you, buttercream frosting. Thank you, buttercream. <laughs> but her cream. Oh, my God. Stop. Uh, you it know. is gross. Uh, yeah. What a great party, Katie. My God. We get the cameo of bill clinton here on this weird video phone i don't know i'll uh, i'll look for it bill well, could you check again for me paul that saxophone really means a lot to me i could swear i left it in the closet bill i uh, will look for it and i'll call you back all right i gotta go oh, oh, yeah check under the bed bye-bye best to hillary thank you yeah it's like this this weird like fucking white futuristic console that has a, a video in it like yes I, come on it makes me wonder if that's an actual IBM product. Cause I remember every now and then I would distinctly remember there being a feature on video phones and how they were taking over um, that my mom <laughs> yeah. remarked. It's great. Cause I remember my mom mentioning it's crazy. We used to watch the Jetsons as kids mm-hmm. and think, Oh, video phones, that'll never happen. And now I've seen it in my lifetime. And for, I was like, well, let's fucking get a video phone then. And they were just so cost prohibitive and the infrastructure was not there. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But also video chat over the internet has been a thing. Like we're we're literally showing the kid internet and all that other stuff. Why not just have it on a fucking computer? Why does it have to be a whole fucking like weird? Again, because I, I don't think the two were integrated in 96. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I think they were still thinking of it as video it's a, it's calls. A, it's a video call and that's all this does. Yeah. And this is the way you get phone calls now from whatever yeah meanwhile meanwhile our phones are more powerful than every computer in this film combined <laughs> i mean basically and can do the voice call and snake chat better and snake chat better for sure uh i do like the line about asking if they had the uh, bill clinton asking if they had found his saxophone like he left his saxophone there and while that is bill's image i don't know if they actually had i i don't know those lines sound 80 yard it might have been ADR, but I also With feel a like bad Bill Clinton impersonator. I that's I feel like I feel like they were able to get like they sent a, a second unit off or like they got permission to do yeah. this one line and that's it. Yeah. So I guess the parents are back for a little while yeah. while they're on the campaign. And when the president is asking his son about the dance, it sounds like he's saying he's gonna take Sims to the dance. Yes. The way that it's phrased is all very awkward. You know, Luke's really doing great. What do you do together, anyway? Stuff. Stuff? Yeah, that's what he said, too, stuff. Well, whatever stuff you do, it's got to be good stuff because it's working, so thanks a lot. (laughs) Thank you, sir. It really is awkward. And then also the fact that he can't dance. Uh Well, again, this is a staple of 
black mentor, white child films. I understand that. At some point, the adult black person has to show the little white person how to dance. But we're talking about a kid that is a part of the present. Like this kid Mm. would be traveling around the world. He would be receiving an education that would have him. You would think doing learning how to dance at least in formal settings yeah you would think you especially when your mother dresses like she just got off set of a cole porter (laughs) musical every scene she's in it's she looks like she's yes it's like she's in the uh, high-waisted beaded dresses or that that one with a big collar the big collar the ridiculous hat oh it's all fucking times have changed (laughs) every time she comes around a corner yeah and i just I felt like at this point in the movie too, I was just like, I'm bored. I'm just this literally point, bored. This is the point you got bored. I've been bored for, well, I mean, it, well, oh, it was just, I didn't, I couldn't even find things to like be so much funny. Nothing it just was going just, on. It, exactly. I feel like I was like, okay, is something going to happen? It was like, right about this time. I turned to Patrick and I was like, what's happening? How is this? Mo- why are we still here? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Well, and then we finally get to the dance and there's a stage mom in the wings while the baby's performing situation. Cause Luke does get over to Katie and yes. they do begin to dance. Luke dressed like a, 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 a fucking leprechaun zoot suit daddy. Like, I don't oh, know yes. what this kid is wearing. And then as he's <laughs> dancing with Katie and looking to Sims for support, There's all this wild pelvic thrusting and ass clapping that's happening yes. at a prep school freshman dance. What is happening yeah, it, in this movie? It is fucking wild. It's gosh darn bananas. And every dance scene in a subpar comedy in the 90s featured Love Shack. I mean, it's how we get into the scene to yes, begin with. And that's yes. where we get the fucking frantic pelvic thrusts this kid doesn't even know what to do with his pelvis what is happening the moment that i saw his suit I was like it was he going was he trying to dress as like a snake is that what he's going for well i, I again like i the fucking print on it looked like he was wearing like a snake print looked like jacket. a leprechaun sex trafficker yes it's so weird truly meanwhile his teacher looked like she got her dress for the dance at the delia's catalog spaghetti yeah. strings on pier waist with that flower print Come on, sixpence, none the richer. And I and I completely forgot about this, but like the fact that there was a bomb threat, the bomb squad needed to come in and make sure that that was fine. I'm sorry, Sims. This should be like your number one priority is to make sure that that kid stays safe. And for you to be butthurt that, oh, well, we need to go to the dance and we're going to sneak out is so entirely irresponsible. Yeah. That it just it really takes anything that had come back about him being good at his job or like us feeling bad for him that he's not sure where he he is. I don't care about anyone at this time because like again I've completely taken out yeah because it's just like that it should have been that the kid snuck out himself and then Sinbad had to then go find him yeah and he still could have lost his job because he let the kid get out. But at least that would have been more believable. This was and then like it could have fucking. Been, I thought you party. were my friend, and actually the pro. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to follow protocol and bring you back. It's just so weird. Clunky, clunky. clunky. All right, shall we? Let's shall we it. close out this sin bag, sin bad shindiggery? Yes. Luke, under house arrest with a homing device attached to him, receives advice from online friend Mongoose Twelve on how to slip his tracker to meet at the mall. The Secret Service realized Luke is missing, but Sims is restricted from assisting. With the help of his friend Harold, a paraplegic who owns a spy shop, they realize Luke is in the mall and begin to search for him. Woods returns, revealing he is Mongoose 12 and attempts to abduct Luke from the mall. In a standoff with Sims, Woods explains he was going to return the boy to look like a hero, but instead blames him for the loss of his job and his wife, and now wants to kill him. Sims knocks Woods out, but just as the other agents arrive, Woods rises in the fountain and tries to shoot Luke with a backup revolver. Sims jumps in front of Luke, taking the bullet for the kid as Woods is shot and subdued by the other arriving agents. Afterwards, Sims is offered presidential duty, which he declines in order to stay with Luke full time. And so he can spend more time with Luke's biology teacher with whom he has formed a romantic relationship. 
Not gonna lie, <sighs> I was a teen in high school chatting with strangers on the internet, as we've mentioned already, and yeah. uh, uh, I, I more than once tried to figure out how to get out and meet up with somebody I met on the internet. Oh no! Prior to having a driver's license. Oh yes. E- Oh, yes. Middle-aged men asking for pictures of my feet. (laughs) My God. I don't think we've talked about this yet, but the transitions in this movie are wild. There was one earlier. (laughs) Man, I brushed right over it. I'm going to drop the clip in because it's hilarious. Thank you, sir. They do two cross cuts. Yes. With two different sound effects. Yeah. They've got what sounds like a, uh, you just heard it, the little bottle rocket, like bottle rocket the- and like an arrow being shot. Yes. It's what? just, it's just weird. It, and, and again, unmotivated. All of them are All unmotivated. unmotivated. But it's like they paid for these stock. It's like, here's an audio package of America themed stock audio. Yeah. And they're like, all right, this is all we have for this film. And then, and then they had to do that transition from, from night to day. It was, it was effectively real time. Like it was, it was a time lapse of like the night turning into dawn in DC. And it just looked gross. It was like a minute long time lapse. And it just made me want to cough. Like it looked (laughs) like the air in DC was unbreathable. (laughs) It looked like this was a post-apocalyptic film. It honestly, you know what? This was, it looked like a precursor to an inconvenient truth. (laughs) Um, you know, I feel like MacGyver should have been a tell, like when he's when Luke is learning from his special internet friend about how to slip his tracker. I'm house arrested, like a tracker or something. Really, if you could get it off, would you go? Yes. Again, red flags everywhere. The the reference to I had seen it on MacGyver should have been a tell because MacGyver was technically not airing new episodes at this point <laughs> and would have maybe been in syndication or reruns. But I think it ended technically in 1994. Yeah. And this kid doesn't look like he's watching a lot of TV. He's no. playing a lot of fucking video games. Right. He's especially not watching MacGyver. And uh, also, isn't the point of putting the tracker on the dog so that it can wander around the house and it looks like your home? Yeah, not releasing it out into the wild. Okay, Peter must have been livid about this movie. He literally went and abandoned the dog. In That's the what middle of D.C., yes. He abandoned the dog. Yeah. And I can't forgive him. And they found, it, found him around the reflecting pool, which means it was thirsty. He was thirsty, Josh. Mm-hmm. And he went to go get water because he had to do it for himself because his owner is a, a fucking trash bag. He's Tra- a fucking trash bag. Trash bag. Ugh. Also, not only are we saying kick kids' asses and that's fine, <laughs> um, but yeah, release your dog out as a distraction and that's totally fine um, without any consideration to the poor thing's well-being. Nope. We're just teaching kids all sorts of great lessons. So many great lessons. Pelvic thrusts at the school dance. Yeah. Going to the mall alone, waiting for a stranger on the internet. Paying that much money for shit VR. Oh my God. $10. $10. In 1996. For PS1 level graphics. Yeah, it was not even that. In a headset that clearly is going to break that kid's neck if he's in it for too long. My God. Yeah. Trying to make VR look like fucking like it's here. Again, there's a lot of technology that they're trying to be like, hey, look, it's here. Yes. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, not it 96. Wasn't. No. No. Not Club 96. Club 96. You know what you had in 1996? Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. Oh, yeah. Which was over one eye and all red. Oh, I remember. Oh, it was Everything bad. was red. It was terrible. Uh, and I'd honestly be mad that I didn't get a Game Boy. Because, yeah. like, that shit was trash. Yeah. I mean, I really don't have anything else for this section, except it takes kind of a dark turn in this final scene with Woods drunkenly kidnapping this child. We're all learning about the dangers of strangers on the Internet. Yeah. Um, And then just him going full on murderous for this kid, the way that he like wakes up and it, it, very Sam Raimi ask the way he's like in the in the fountain there at yeah. the end, pulling that gun from his sock. How you doing, champ? Good, I guess. Right. Thanks. Thanks for coming after me. Hey, it's my job, man. You okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll be right back. Take care of stuff. Oh. 
so it was a bit of a surprise that the spice shop guy was a paraplegic. He he yes. uses a wheelchair as yeah. he comes out around there. I don't think that actor uses a wheelchair though. So no. I wonder why not just get an actor who uses a wheelchair to play this role if it's integral to the script rather than just putting a guy who who walks and doesn't use a wheelchair. Anyway, you what about him? Uh, all I'm saying is that he he uh the violence that was then committed against him from fucking Woods right. was goddamn visceral. So awful. It was gross. I was just like, oh, oh no. Icky. I mean, I know that you're trying to make him look like he's a real bad guy, but you don't need to do that. Yeah, you could you don't have need been... to, you It should have been Sinbad that you were hitting with the fucking thing or whatever. Right. And all he did was get in your way. Right. Like, no. No. No, 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 no. It Especially was because, like, Woods hasn't been around at all like there's no way for us to connect at this point yeah that any that this feels like a thread that's been picked up out of nowhere exactly that suddenly the the actual problem is him being catfished by a man who wants to kill him there have been no other clear and present dangers no there isn't like it takes this movie takes a left turn real real fast yeah that it's like it i mean of course we knew that there was somebody catfishing him on the internet. We knew that that was going to be that was going to be the big villain. But that it, but that, like that, the turn is this grim, dark with all this blood yes. and gun violence for real, and a man rising and kind the, of from the dead. I mean, basically, because when Sinbad knocked him out, knocked him out into yeah. a fountain where he was face down, I was like, oh, he drowned. The, yeah, he drowned. That's what's happening. And then he doesn't. And then he doesn't twice. Twice after getting shot, doesn't, and like, looks mysteriously at his own gun as if. Did I shoot myself? <laughs> and then falls yeah. back into the fountain. Oh, it's weird. And that's and that's first kid. And that's first. Did you kid. have anything else? No, just that it was awful. Yeah, it was not great. You know what's funny though? It debuted at number three behind the Crow, City of Angels, and Tin Cup that weekend. I mean, I guess. Well, none of those movies are for kids. No, this was the kids' movie option. This was the kids' movie that option because you didn't have the option of the Crow. Wait, was it the Crow, City of Angels, or was it the Crow? And City of Angels. The Crow City of Angels, which was the sequel to Crow. Oh, got it. Because there's also a movie called City of Angels that has a yes. uh, what's his bucket around the same time. That's why I was confused. Anyways, yeah, absolutely. No no kids were going to see the Crow City of Angels. No, or Tin Cup for that matter. Or Tin Cup. Uh the budget was 15 million. It made almost double its budget at yeah. 26.4 million. I don't think that's I don't well, know how. Critics gave it 20%. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Susan Walshina from USA Today said utterly conventional and gave it a 2.5 <laughs> out of 4. I mean, that's being kind yeah. to this movie. Yeah. Uh, Mar- Marjorie Baumgarten uh, from the Austin Chronicle said, as kids' comedies go, this one's fairly topical and better yet, amusing. I guess Marjorie had a 13-year-old kid and was like, well, I don't feel like seeing The Crow or Tin Cup. And it was topical. Yeah. <laughs> Viewer score and blurbs, 32%. James H. gave it three stars in 2005. He said, well, oh, this is all in caps. I'm not going to scream it at you, but just imagine that this person is screaming. And this is, the, by the way, this is the first review on Rotten Tomatoes. I was able to get back to the beginning. This For is the first this film? One. Yes. Wow. Well, I enjoyed it. Thought it was cute. As long as he is not one of Bush's sons, I am cool with it. Sinbad does a good job. It is cliched, but fun. Yeah. Arguably, it's cliched, but fun when you think about it. <laughs> I mean, basically. Yep. Uh, Stephen L. gave it a half star in 2011, <laughs> saying, <laughs> I hate Sinbad. I don't think he is funny. And this is one of the moments where he proves me correct. This movie was stupid and awful and everything else sucks, too. Stephen, do you need some help? Ste- yeah, it's not that serious. Like, Stephen. It's not that bad. I mean, Stephen, it's not go like. Go watch some, anything, <laughs> anything else. else. Go touch grass, baby. You don't need to watch. Why are you watching First Kid, Stephen? If you hate Sinbad this much. Meanwhile, Ashley in 2008 gave it five stars of a funny, cute, cool and awesome movie. I want to own it on DVD. <laughs> well, Ashley, um, I will say this. When you keep your dreams simple, they're easy to achieve. How about that? My love. Yeah. Were there any awards? No, <laughs> <laughs> not a one. Not at all. Um, but it's got some fun trivia. Yeah. Go for this first one. So the film would turn out, unfortunately, to be the final on-screen appearance of Sonny Bono before his death in 1998, who mm. at the time of the film's release was serving in the U.S. House of Representatives. Sonny plays himself as a congressman coming to the White House to visit the president. Sims bumps into him literally outside the Oval Office and fawns over him. It was cute. It was yeah. 
but it was weird to have those two cameos back to back like that because literally right before this was the Clinton one. Yeah, it was like boof boof. Yeah. And it was, okay, so they they just kind of got it out of the way. Yeah. All right, I'm going to talk about Brock Pierce for a minute. Tell us about Brock Pierce, who plays the president's son. Yes. Uh, he was on the ballot for the 2020 presidential election. Oh Lord. His website is www.brock.vote and his slogan brock devote oh uh and he's also apparently going for a senator position in 2022 as like a libertarian i'm guessing something okay he also founded ige which is the internet gaming entertainment uh in 2001 its whole thing was just to like broker virtual currency for like everquest and world of warcraft which is just kind of kind of bizarre headquartered in hong kong well it's not bizarre there were a lot of companies that would i mean blizzard went after a few of them that you basically could pay them to to farm shit for you and they're still doing it to this day i don't doubt it also he was replaced by steve bannon in the company in 2007 it just goes to show you the people that he hangs out with yeah well see and I, i do recall steve bannon being in a um uh game farming that's so funny yeah, yeah this is in february of 2018 there's an issue of forbes magazine where pierce was named in the top 20 wealthiest people in crypto with an estimated net worth between 700 million and 1.1 billion this kid that's bananas they also are right now in fucking uh after puerto rico after the the hurricane sure um whatever they're there right now trying to make like this crypto city like <laughs> it's real it's real gross guys Ugh. well yeah Bro- if you had a crush on brock pierce good news you could still find him <laughs> uh doing things and scamming people uh that <laughs> first kid what do you that what? is first kid closing thoughts clancy no need to show this to our children it's not great i, I no need to wa- show this to anyone I would no say. one i mean and no one I, truly. there's just there was nothing and honestly redeeming no not at all about this one and sinbad has other has better movies he does so like you know go, i mean maybe not jingle stand, all the way go but watch like, a stand-up yeah. special of his absolutely and he, i mean let's let's pop it up he's, there. Doing a, he's he's doing fucking disney's planes right like house guest with phil hartman i recall that one being good yeah um i mean he was in good burger he was in good burger he did a lot of tv he was on an episode of it's always sunny anyway point is he's fine this ain't no he's 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 absolutely in a good place yeah clancy where can people find us on social media uh they can find us at uh nonplus pod on twitter facebook and instagram yes and if you want to write us you can send us a note at submissions at nonpluspod.com let us know your thoughts on something that we covered. If you want us to cover something specific that you would love to hear our take on, if you just want to complain generally, that's fine too. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash making mischief. Clancy, what are we doing for Patreon right now? Right now we're going through Inhumans, yes. uh, which is, uh, please don't watch it. Uh, listen to us yeah. because it is absolute trash and we are doing a lot of work for you and we want you guys to be able to enjoy that. Whatever. We hope we make it fun for you. <laughs> yes, for sure. For and sure. then of course, always follow us on your podcasting platform of preference, rate, review, subscribe yeah, and comment wherever you like. Um, just to help us gain that algo, spread the word, yeah. tweet about us, tell your friends. We love new listeners. Other than that, uh, I'm good. You good? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that over there is my husband, Josh. And that over there is my husband, Clancy. And we are nonplussed. We are nonplussed. My goodness. So nonplussed. <laughs> so nonplussed. Like, this, is, this, is, what the sh- this is the what the show's about. This is literally what the show's about. This is what Being we- mad about movies about shitty children yeah. that are in no way redeemed. This asshole. <sighs> Ugh. <right>. Badoop. <laughs> oh. Little yeah, bottle rocket uh, out, out an asshole. <laughs> what? Not an asshole, Isha. A vow. A vow. <laughs> <laughs>
He had felt alone as a teenager, too, losing his father in Vietnam while his mother worked two to three jobs to financially support. <laughs> what? Where did this come from? I don't know, but I'm going to start the whole thing over. Okay. What kind of a 13-year-old is Brock Feces? No, that's not <laughs> Right down to that necklace. Like, yeah. that, that kid could have been hustling down on Montrose in Houston in 96. And you just seen him at House of Guys later paying with a, a, a all ones. Yeah. Another thing. That was a labored joke <laughs> and for a very specific market. But for any of you other 40 to 50 year old gay men out there who went to Houston in the 90s, you're welcome. Oh, my God. <laughs> local jokes get you local work. Good news. This is on the Internet. <laughs> Sorry. This is in cyberspace. Yes. it's in So cyberspace. anybody can shake their head and question why they're listening to <laughs> I mean, basically. <laughs> Don't forget to check out Tavor on iOS and Android for your 100% independent resource for tasty and tantalizing craft brews. Just search Tavor, that's T-A-V-O-U-R, in your App Store search to get $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Cheers. Bye. Bye.